Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. We are facing a crisis in America that nobody seems to want to talk about, and that is over 70% of Americans 65 or older will probably need long-term care in their lifetime. And that's according to the Three and Four Need More Association, which is a nonprofit corporation that is exclusively dedicated to raising awareness about the importance of planning for one's own long-term care needs. And today we have their national spokesperson, Dr. Marion Summers, who's a leading authority on caregiving, has worked with seniors and caregivers for over 40 years, and has helped millions of Americans through her books, website, and syndicated columns, helping to create awareness for the importance of planning in this very important area. Welcome, Dr. Marion. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to today's program because I think your subject is one that most of us as Americans kind of kick down the road or try to say it always happens to the next person. And hopefully today will motivate some people to actually look within themselves and say, hey, this could happen to me and maybe we should do something about this. And when we start, I know you share the same passion with helping people as Tony and I do. And you're involved in a charitable organization, Three and Four Need More. Tell us a little bit about that organization and what it does. Well, let me just tell you about the title. The number three and the number four, three and four need more. That title came from three out of four Americans are going to need some sort of long-term care assistance. And one, they're not prepared for it. And two, they think it's never going to happen to them. So the three and four campaign is all about educating people and bringing awareness to at least their thinking so that they will start gathering the resources, understanding what resources are available, and then hopefully become proactive and more protective of themselves. That's excellent. Where is that organization actually impacting people? Well, this tour is going around the entire country. We started out in Southern California. We went all the way up to the state of Washington. We're going toward the East Coast. We'll go to the tip of Maine, then all the way down to Florida, and then head west again. And at each stop, we are educating people as to what is available, what is not available, and just waking people up to they've got to educate themselves. And the time to do it is while they are young and healthy, and if they're going to buy any kind of protection like long-term care insurance, they need to do it while they are young and healthy. Of course, we're insurance professionals, and so many insurance professionals are sharing this with their clients to try and educate them. Dr. Marion, what do you find in your travels is the reason why people just don't feel comfortable dealing with this issue? Well, one, it's not a sexy issue. Two, they think nothing is ever going to happen to them. They are always going to be healthy, and they are just going to pass on from this life to whatever comes next without any interruption in their health or their well-being or their financial status. And that is not the reality. Also, people don't understand that the government resources that are out there, one, are very limited. Two, most health insurance and Medicare do not cover long-term care needs. If somebody is going to be either institutionalized or has to have somebody come into their home, such as a health aide, or you need to have a nurse come into your home, those expenses add up very quickly. And for the most part, people are not covered for those expenses. So really what you're saying, in essence, is America needs to wake up and face the reality of the situation that it could happen to them. 
Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about what some of the statistics are as far as this area? Because I think most Americans are kind of living in the dark. Because again, as we said earlier, it's not going to happen to me. That's always someone else that happens to. If they went to the 3 and 4 needmorecom there is a calculator there that will give them a price of a nursing home, assisted living, and the other long-term care costs by zip code. So if they're going to research either for themselves or for somebody that they're caring for or potentially may be caring for down the road, all that homework is already done. So go to the 3 and 4 need more, and that is a good way to start. Also, some of the statistics are, are really quite staggering. In 2050, the number of Americans age 65 or older is projected to be 88.5 million. That's a lot of people. Older Americans, 65 years plus, will increase from 12%, which is what it was in 2005, to almost 20% of Americans by 2030. And that's not that far down the road. And the number of the oldest old, that means anybody who's 80 or over, is expected to nearly double from 11 million, which is what it is now, to 20 million. Over And the other statistic is three-quarters of adults over 65 will suffer some sort of chronic medical condition that is going to require ongoing care. And very often, family members will step in. They either love this person or they feel socially responsible for this person. But after a while, family members just get worn out. And another staggering statistic is anywhere from 16% of caregivers die before the person that they're caring for, because all of the caregiver's energy, all of that energy is going out, and they stop doing the things that support them as a person, you know, like going to the gym or exercising on some sort of regular basis or going to their book club or going out and have drinks with the guys or whatever people do to replenish their own soul. When you become a caregiver, you have to let those things go. They're not thrilled. We need others to support us emotionally, but when we go into a caregiver mode, we really deplete ourselves. A couple of more statistics, 48% of boomers have yet to talk to their living parents about the future of their care. Well, if you don't know what your parents or your significant other wants, when an incident happens and they are not capable of speaking for themselves, then it becomes very difficult to make the wise decision difficult to make the decision that might be what that person would have wanted, but you never spoke about it, and therefore you don't know what it is. So the time to do those preparations is right now. Also, Americans spend $83 billion, that's with a B, $83 billion on nursing home care annually now. It's only about 6% of the people in the United States are in nursing homes. The rest of them are just trucking each day and doing the very best they can. Hey, if I can go back to that, 48% of boomers have not talked to their living parents yet. I think this is a critical issue. And how can you assist in helping people potentially at least begin that conversation? Because it's certainly not easy to sit a parent down and say, okay, let's talk about the nursing home. I mean, it's definitely a challenging conversation, but it just has to happen. So how do you suggest people kind of bridge that concept with their parents? Well, you're right. It is a very difficult situation and conversation, very difficult subject, very sensitive subject. 
the elder most of the time is concerned that you're going to just lock them away and throw away the key. And what you have to do is say how it's affecting you because the senior is so concerned about their diminished capacity, what's going to happen to them, will they run out of breath before they run out of money. These are all the thoughts that are going through the senior and what you need to do is say how it's affecting you. Mom, Pop, how am I going to make decisions if it ever comes to that? Look at your family history. I use the acronym SOS. What is the situation you're dealing with now? What's your age, your health, your family history? And consider the reality. So when you're talking to parents or a significant other, take all of those things into consideration. So you want to talk about the situation and be realistic and let the other person know how it's affecting you. I'm worried about you. I've used my lunchtime to make your doctor's appointments. I don't have time for my kids to help them with their homework. I think I'm going to lose my job. Whatever is really happening with you, you have to be frank without being frightening. And the other is, oh, what are your options? And that's why I think going to the three and four need more.com and looking at the calculator, somebody's already done the homework. No sense in reinventing the wheel. Look at the prices of nursing homes, assisted living. What does it cost to have an aide come into your home? Or even moving in with a family member, how do you retrofit the home? These are all things that need to be brought to the consciousness level. It cannot be shoved under the rug. I tell people, if you keep shoveling everything under the rug, all you get is lumpy rugs. The third part of the SOS is solutions. Traditional insurance and Medicare is not going to cover long-term care needs, and people need to research what alternative solutions are out there and how can you supplement what you have. And very often people... Don't reach out to their union, their association, their school alumni, where they might be able to get some sort of group rate, or if a husband and wife or a significant other get two policies at the same time, they might get a discount. And what are the questions you need to ask when you're dealing with an insurance advisor? You want to have an expert. You want to talk to a financial advisor. You want to talk to an elder care lawyer. These are specialists. When you don't know how to do something or you're reaching out, look for these specialists. They have answers, and you need to know what some of the questions are that you need to ask. Dr. Mary, I want to go back to when you were talking about the caregivers. I see this all the time with clients where one spouse needs the care and the other spouse ends up injuring themselves. And you talked about a statistic. I think you said 16% of caregivers die before the one needing the care. I think this is a real challenge with Americans because we see this all the time. We see family members. I saw in my own family situation, my mom got sick with cancer. And one of the challenges that we had is we knew it was an end-of-life situation. She needed 24-7 care. She did not want to die in one of our homes and have the grandkids see that, but she did not want to go to a nursing home. So we had the family kind of kicking in and helping out, sharing shifts. But one of the challenges that we have that goes even beyond the caregiver not being able to physically take care of someone and giving up all they have, but if you have baby boomers as kids that are still in their careers or dealing with their own kids and they're kind of referred to sometimes as a sandwich generation, you know, at some point they run out of shifts that they can give. And in our circumstance, we have five kids. My mom had siblings. She had cousins. She had friends helping out. And all of a sudden when people weren't able to donate the time, 
the emotional stress that it caused on relationships as people are like, well, you should be able to. I already did this time. And it becomes a burden and creates even more challenges. Do you see a lot of that in your studies? I'm sorry to say I see a lot of it. People don't realize how much time and effort it takes to take care of an individual, whether they are in their own home or they're living in your home, or even if they're living in a facility, you want to keep the contact open. And I have found if you are a caregiver, first acknowledge that you are a caregiver. It's not just I'm taking care of my siblings or your spouse. Acknowledge it. Look for caregiving support systems and support groups. No matter what disease anybody's dealing with in this country, there is a support group for that particular disease. Find out how other caregivers are finding ways to support themselves. They need to be able to vent. And sometimes you can't vent with your own family because they've got their own issues. And all the issues that have not been handled in a family for the last 50, 60 years all come to the surface because everybody is being stressed out. and There is a lot of finger pointing and that is very unproductive. Each caregiver must take care of themselves. They also need to know the magic word, no, I can't do this, or no, I can't afford this, or no, I've done X, somebody else has to do Y. So stay organized, figure out what you can do realistically, and if other family members don't have the time to help out, then I say then ask them to make financial contributions so that you can hire that person to mow them more or whatever it is that they need done for the person that now needs care get people in the family to financially make some sort of contribution and find out what resources are right there in your immediate neighborhood. Sometimes there are organizations of retired people that are out there that will come out and put shutters up and take shutters down or mow the lawn. So you need to know not only the grand scheme of resources that are available, but what is in your community right now. They want to go to church on Sunday or Saturday or whatever, then see if that church or organization has some sort of pickup service for people who have been members of that congregation. It takes a lot of research, but there are resources out there. But once an incident happens and you're in the mode of either chaos or emotional, you're falling apart emotionally, then you're not going to be at your best in order to do the research that needs to get done. So I go back to do it while you're hale and hearty and you're young enough. And if you're going to be doing it for an older member of the family, the time to do it is now. This is not a subject anybody wants to talk about, but we have to be realistic about the reality. Some Three out of four of us are going to need some sort of long-term care, and you want to be prepared. It's like you always have house insurance and car insurance, so look for other insurances that will cover a potential need. You hope your house never goes on fire, but if it does, you've got insurance for it. You hope your car never goes into an accident, but you've got insurance just in case. You hope you never have to collect on those things, just like long-term care insurance. You hope you never have to collect on it, but if you need it, it is a blessing beyond words because then you're not spending all your time, how am I going to pay the mortgage? You're able to spend your energy dealing with the emotional issues involved. But if you're worrying about the financial issues and the emotional, both at the same time, it's difficult for everybody involved. Dr. Marion, let's talk more about the solutions, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk more about some of the long-term care insurance that you talked about, annuities and other ways to fund long-term care. So please stay tuned. 
This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your Real Wealth Advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real Wealth Advisors offer security and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, P.O. Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network. Having a conversation with your child is like putting money in the bank. For example, every time you ask your child... So, how was your day? You've just added to your conversation trust account. And when you say to your child... Good job, son. You get double deposits. And the more you ask, the more you put away. And it's good advice to... <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's good advice to have... Stop that! <clears throat> and it's good advice to have little chats with your child as often as you can. Thank you. Because someday, when they're teenagers, it may pay off big dividends. Dad, can I ask you something? Give your family everything. Give them your time. Thanks, Dad. I think you're right. Welcome back as we continue our conversation today with Dr. Marion. She's an elder care expert, national spokesperson for the Three and Four Needmore Association, author of the book, Elder Care Made Easy. You've been actually counseling and working with seniors and their caregivers now for over 40 years. You've helped millions of Americans through your books, website, syndicated columns, media appearances, speaking tours, iPhone apps, which we'll definitely talk about at the end of the show. So please stay tuned for that. But just tell us a little bit more about some of the solutions available for people today. Prior to the break, we were talking about the need for recognizing when you need care. And I think sometimes it's recognizing when that care can't practically be provided in the home. And if you're transitioning to a facility, of course, the first question that comes up is how are we going to pay for it? So the traditional forms of doing that, of course, are out of pocket. Many people don't have the financial wherewithal to do that. So just talk about some of the solutions that you discuss with your listeners regarding insurance and annuities, etc. I have found that when people prepare, their anxiety goes down and that they can relax and simply enjoy life, whatever life has to offer. When that incident happens, they need to have been prepared. And the way to do that is speak to an agent that is an expert in the field, long-term care insurance, annuities, or whatever else your financial advisor suggests. First, you need to know what are your finances as they stand now? What might be your potential finances when you retire? What do you think your particular needs may be? And there is no one size fits all. There isn't any one answer for everybody. You have to negotiate. You have to figure out what is realistic. If you have serious physical problems in your family and in your family genes, well, the time to be proactive. Do you need to lose weight? Do you need to stop smoking? Do you need to stop drinking? If you are doing things that are causing your own health to deteriorate, then you need to reevaluate what you are doing to contribute to your health or your lack of health. 
And when you look at your family situation and you know people have particular diseases in your family, figure out what is the research that's out there now and how you can best help yourself. And when you're dealing with experts, always deal with the best in the field. People who have been in the field for a while, they're dealing with reputable country companies. You need to be able to have all of your questions written out. Go to your HR department where you work and see what's available there as a good place to start while you're still working. Ask everybody questions and anybody you know that has gotten annuities or long-term care insurance, find out what questions they have asked and what did they find worked for them and what has not worked for them. Just ask a lot of questions. You will find answers. But nobody's going to come and give you the perfect package. You have to put that package together yourself. Dr. Marion, when you were talking, I'm just thinking to myself, you also got to be careful about that lunchroom advice because you want to talk to people that have actually done the planning because there's a lot of people when you go there will say, what do you need to worry about that for? Insurance is too expensive, don't worry about it. And sometimes you get the wrong advice. But if you're truly wanting to plan, no matter what you're doing in life, those that plan ahead, whether it's a vacation, whether it's for college education or whatever it might be, the planners usually come out of that pretty good and with a lot less stress. Those that just kind of go along in life and deal with things as they happen, well, that's where you're going to have the problems. Another great resource for information is the web. You got a couple resources, the website that you've mentioned before, and I think you told us you got some mobile apps, you've written a book. Why don't you share with our listeners some of the resources that you have available that can help them in this planning process? Okay, I'd be happy to do that, but I would just like to make one statement. A failure to plan is a plan to fail. And I just want people to just think about that. A failure to plan is a plan to fail. So I want everybody to plan and figure out what their needs are. I've got to getting back to my contribution to the world. My book is Elder Care Made Easier, and it is all about dealing with elder care issues from communication to legal issues. I am not a lawyer and I am not a financial advisor, but I give you some of the questions, some of the thoughts to start triggering the conversation with maybe a reluctant person in your family. I also have two iPhone applications. One is called Elder911.net and the other is Elder411.net. Elder 911, you get the emergency call and all of a sudden somebody you love is in the hospital. It will take you through all the steps you need to think about and deal with before discharge. Most people are just dealing with all the emotional issues and don't realize that discharge planning, like everything else, should start from the time the person goes into the hospital. And Elder 411 is my 40 years of experience dealing with elder care issues. There's hardly a question that has not been answered in those 40 years, and I put them all in a very easy-to-navigate iPhone application. And the Elder 411 and the Elder 911 are both free applications. I also have a syndicated column called Ask Dr. Marion, and people send me in questions, and those are answered, and that comes out once a month. I also have PSAs, public service announcements, the 62nd and the 32nd, and they are just on the radio to alert people to some of the thoughts that they might start thinking about right now. They're just 30 seconds to 60 seconds, but they are there to say, hey, wake up. Have you thought about this? So I've been doing this for over 40 years. I love seniors, and I see what's happening in this country. And we cannot count on the government to bail us out on a personal level. We need to plan our own lives 
in as conscientious and cautious a way as possible. But if we plan now, the future looks good. Fantastic. I also remind people of your two websites we talked about today. One is, of course, the W's, 3in4needmore.com, and also www.drmarion.com for more information. Dr. Marion, thanks for joining us today and really opening up some eyes, I hope, inspiring some people to sit down as a family and talk about how to plan for long-term care. Thanks for joining us, and as the landscape continues to change, I'm sure we'll have you back again in the future. It is my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week, and tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your real wealth advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real Wealth Advisors offer securities and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, PO Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.